Hey there, Fellowship family. You are listening to a channel created for the church in Winchester and beyond with the purpose to encourage, inspire, and equip you to love God and love others more fully. I'm your host, Caleb Pearson. Joining me at the round table, uh, Aaron Schiffler. Hey, Aaron. How you doing, buddy? I'm fine, Caleb. How are you, uh, man? Good, good. So good to see you. You as well, man. Thank you. you thank well. you for doing this. Um, we both just commuted from West Virginia. Yes. Yes, indeed, we did. All the way in the, the great state yeah. of West Virginia. Super good. You're a teacher up there. We'll get into that a little bit, I'm sure, but I just finished up some Abacare stuff. So super cool. This is my first time on the Fellowship Family Podcast as well as you, so it's exciting to hear a little bit of your story. So Aaron, I I wanted to start off just by, um, I I like to get people's FBC story, you know, put it in the context of the church, uh, what it's been like for us to experience this body of believers in this town. So I'd love to just hear a little bit about who you are, where you grew up, uh, what you do and how you came to know Christ and and what your experience has been like at Fellowship. Yeah, man. Yeah. So um, my name is Aaron Schiffler. Um, Many people in FBC know me because I was kind of born and raised in the church, Um, really ever since I can remember um, Mm. from the time I was very, very young, um, attended FBC, um, grew up here in Winchester. Um, Other than my time that I went to college down in Richmond, Virginia, really I've lived in Winchester pretty much my whole life. Um, uh, As far as what I do, I'm actually a teacher. I teach in Berkeley County, West Virginia, hence Mm. the travel time here Mm -hmm, today. and I actually teach at Martinsburg High School. That's where I teach. So I am right in the middle of the the kids that are you know having a hard time there, and it's mm. definitely very rewarding for me to be there. Um, so you know it's 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 a day. Every day is a day when you're when you're a teacher, especially teaching high school math and science. But uh, you know it's good. It's good. I enjoy it. And um, yeah, that's awesome. So yeah. did, were you? How old were you when you came here? Born into the church or very young? I so I was not born into or the do church. Do you remember? Um, okay. If I'm not mistaken, uh-huh. my parents attended uh, First Christian Church over near the hospital in okay. Winchester when sure. I was a tiny baby, yeah. um, and then they switched uh, pre, you know, green roof, um, you know, pre green roof, pre green roof. Interesting. Yes. I've never heard it called that before. Yes, pre green roof. That's that's pre-green what I call green it. Roof. And uh, that's, make t-shirts. Yeah, you know where that's the funny. office buildings are. Right. It's, uh, but what it is now, um, that was yeah. where we we had our church back oh, in the yeah. day, man. I know you remember that. There was a basketball court. the 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 what is now the nursery was the sanctuary. Indeed. So that's super cool. Yeah. Shout out to Kathy Schiffler. Thanks for doing big things with your family. Um, it's been awesome, Aaron, to see you in, in Keystone, the young adults group lately. And I grew up with your younger brother, Logan. Mm-hmm. Um, so I remember what it was like to grow up with him and, and get kind of connected with you a little bit. Um, Aaron, as you know, the church has been kind of embarking on this identity and sexuality focus. We, we devote uh, intentional time, sometimes from the pulpit, sometimes from just the home center and different resources and classes uh, to address a topic. And so this topic has been two things, one particularly sensitive, but also particularly impactful for people to talk about because it's super relevant um, for, for people that are maybe struggling with it personally, but also just the way they interact with other people regarding mm-hmm their identity and whether or not it's in Christ, and then also their sexuality as well. Um, tell us a little bit about what has happened in your life over the last few years that, that might tie into that focus, that idea of, of sexuality and the gospel. Okay, yeah, and um, to, to preface, yeah. I, I have a lot of respect for our church that they are willing, you know, and they feel like God has called them to tackle this issue because it is a very... Hmm controversial issue um i as a teacher i deal with it every day in my classroom sure. um 
So much respect. Thank you, FBC elders and pastoral staff, um, because I know it's not an easy topic to touch on, that's for sure. Hmm. Um, and as far as um, what's going on in my life in the past few years, I've mm-hmm. I've had a run of it. I've had a run of it in the last few years. Definitely had a lot of ups, definitely had a lot of downs. Um, really got to kind of figure out how to condense this into oh, I know. I know. something because it's, <laughs> it's a lot of unpacking that could be done. Um, with regard to my identity and sexuality, um, kind of referencing back to, you know, attending FBC my whole life, I was born and raised in a Christian home by my mom and dad, um, mm. you know, and I attended FBC. But um, while I was growing up, I definitely always kind of identify myself and even in school when I was in you know grade school K through 12 I set myself aside as someone who was a Christian mm-hmm. and while outwardly you know I was very actively feeling like I was living that life you know inwardly I definitely had some stuff going on in my life that was not Christ-like um, and it's one of those things where you know you fake it till you make it type deals mm-hmm. um, and you know it just it, it eventually all caught up with me um, is probably the best way to put that um, definitely one thing that I particularly struggled with, and I know that this is something that, um, either has been or will be addressed, mm. um, in the focus with, uh, with the sexuality portion is, is pornography. Mm. Um, it is a word that everybody doesn't like to talk about it is a word that, you know, people don't like to hear. Um, but I know you and I have previously had conversation that it is most definitely something that should be talked yeah, about. Sure. And, um, it is something that really you know, from the time I was actually in seventh grade when that Mm. whole pornography addiction started for me. Um, and it sucked me in just like they design it to is, is Mm. get kids hooked young and then they can, you know, fuel their Mm. industry off of that addiction. Um, serious, serious stuff. Um, and you know, it, it, it had severe, severe, almost snowball like effect, um, detrimental effects throughout my life. Um, really culminating in the termination of a marriage is is what it what ended up culminating for me um and that was you know the details around that were were certainly not good um you know but my previous wife did decide that you know she was better off without me and you know that the video game sorry excuse me the pornography was was a big part of that i also had an additional addiction to video games um Mm -hmm. and that's kind of more on the identity side um, my identity was not rooted in Christ. Um, it was most definitely rooted in material things and video games was one of my number one priorities hmm. on my list. Um, for my, really the majority of my life. Um, I know my mom, my mother would testify to that day. My parents tried all, all kinds of interventions, um, growing up by limiting my gameplay time, um, grounding me from it and taking it away. And it just, nothing really ever worked. I was always Mm. craving more, more, more. And, you know, I didn't see it in that moment, you know, growing up when I was a kid, I didn't see that that was where my identity was rooted. Um, Mm. but, but that really, for me, um, that is, I think that is why I have come to the point where I have had to pretty much quit it because Mm. my, it was my identity. And, and, you know, as we all know, having your identity rooted in material things, that's hmm. that's not biblical and it's, you know, not a recipe for success as far as that, that sure. goes. So Well and, and I, I think it's cool. I mean, I remember when you 
so almost re-entered into my life a year ago with the yeah. launch of, of Keystone yeah. and, and talking with you, um, to, to hear you say that a little bit of this again and to think about our focus being identity and sexuality and you going through uh, one example of each of those things as, as far as an addiction and, and what drew your attention, the identity with, with the gaming and material things and then the warping of the sexuality with the with the pornography, I, I, rem, I mean, I don't know if you recall, but I remember like God is going to use this story, Aaron. Mm. God is going yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. And 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 it's it's funny too, um, just because when when my wife did choose to leave me, that was that was in the summer of 2018. So it's been we're we're almost two years mm. removed from that, um, and that was definitely by far one of the hardest things that I have ever had to go through. Um, and I grew um, both as a person and in my faith more um, in that time. Hmm. Literally, it, it God changed my heart in a matter of days, hmm. you know, after she decided to, to walk out of the, the, the relationship. And um, I mean, I wrote my, my testimony, um, hmm. you know, my, it was obviously my updated testimony. Um, it was three days after. Um, hmm. That's really how long it took for God to change my heart. And one of the things with my new heart posture was I really did pray that God could find a way to use this moment um, and, and what I've been through, um, you know, and even going forward to be able to help other people. Mm. Um, that's the radical change that mm. I had with that heart posture. You know, I was yeah. very much a selfish person that, you know, I had plenty, plenty of issues, plenty of <laughs> issues, um, but God really, really worked on my heart really mm. fast. Um, and so that was hard to go through, but it was so, you know, full of joy and, mm. and, I, you know, I moved in such a positive direction very quickly. It was, hmm. it was pretty awesome. So, to to speak a little bit towards that that positive direction, what what was it about uh, pornography and video gaming that that you felt like did it for you in the time that that kept um, drawing you back to it? And then an additional question of what what eventually about it made you realize you needed to pull away, almost the the positive of the moment and then the negative overall. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, and um. I think probably it'd be easiest and best to address those two separately. Yeah, um, sure. For for let's start with video games. So mm-hmm. for for video games, for for me, um, like I said, it was my identity was was in that. That was me. Um, you know, I really pushed so many other things to the side in favor of attaining that next level, mm. of getting that next rank, of you know, getting that tactical nuke and Call of Duty. You know, mm. whatever it whatever it was. You know, um, and. It was just, for me, you know, hmm. it's just very, how do I want to say this? I'm trying to think Yeah. how I want to say this. Ask me that question again. Just yeah, I want to make sure yeah, I'm headed in the yeah. direction I want to No, head. absolutely. So and you, you addressed video gaming. So what was it about it at the time that, that made it appealing or made it a more welcoming attraction and temptation for you? Absolutely, yeah. Um for for me, I I use video games big time as a stress reliever for me. Mm. Um, but but in in a way for me, it was it was almost a cop out stress reliever. Okay. Um, because it's easy to get on video games and have some fun and um, you know, just do your thing. If you're, mm. I guess we could call it in quotes, a normal person. Um, for me, I've as you know, um, I'm very competitive. So when I'm winning, uh-huh. absolutely, I am having the time of my life. When I am losing, <laughs> it usually added more stress than mm. than not. So um, mm. that attachment to being able to kind of 
almost disconnect really as well was 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 kind of another thing is it, I could put my earphones on I I was very avid about having those over ear earphones mm-hmm. and it just would it would block it would block the world out and I, I almost you know my parents used the phrase when I was growing up I lived in a fantasy world and they were they were right because I was able to just kind of have it as an escape from hmm. reality or an escape from life um, so that I could you just be in what my identity was in my little environment, which was my, my earphones and my controller or keyboard and mouse, you know, what have you. Um, mm. And that, that for me, I think it was less about like winning or losing. And like at the core of, of that, it mm. was an escape. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, totally. So to, to borrow that language of the idea of a stress reliever and an escape, w- would it be similar with pornography for you at the time looking looking back at it or would it be a, a different reason because I mean I've talked to people you know about gaming pornography and there's a variety of reasons people mm. will flock to something like yeah, that. yeah absolutely and, and I think that is absolutely um, a reason that translates to pornography but the reason why I wanted to separate the two um, mm. because pornography for me had an additional um, thing you know as I did say I, I was married um, I was actually married for almost four years um, and we were we were high school sweethearts. I mean, we we came through high school together, um, you know, and we're together for almost a total of ten years. We we almost made it to ten years together. And um, while it you know that video games they also provided that escape. Pornography does do that. It, it gives mm-hmm. you that escape. It gives you that stress relief. That flood of. I mean, I'm also you know I'm a biology major. We're right. biology majors yeah. here. Um, it gives you that flood of dopamine, um, and the dopamine is that chemical in your brain that that deals with happiness, and mm-hmm. and it gives you that immediate flood, very very similar to opioids and drugs, mm-hmm. um, and and that's really scary to think about um, that you're getting a similar neurological reaction to pornography as you mm-hmm. are cocaine or heroin right. or something like that. That that's that's sobering, and you mm-hmm. know when I heard that statistic and you know ref cross-referenced it with my biology major i was like that kind of makes, makes sense, sense and sure. is a little scary um you know <laughs> yeah. so it really you know chemically speaking it's an addiction it really mm-hmm. is and um the additional thing that pornography has that video games does not is is pornography enables you to get that mm-hmm. feeling mm-hmm. that god designed to be felt in a biblical marriage um, hmm. between a husband and a wife where, you know, they are promoting intimacy and they are going out of their way and they are investing in each other. And you don't have to do any of that with pornography. It's right. free, it's accessible, it's hmm. available, and it's it's not relational. It requires no effort. Hmm. Um, and, and, and that is that additional piece for me personally is I could get what I needed if mm. you want to kind of put it roughly. Um, mm. And I didn't have to put in any effort it, 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 because it's not relational. Mm. Yeah, that's huge. Um, and it, it, uh, I've heard your, uh, your story before, you know, we've had the opportunity to fellowship and talk about it. And mm-hmm. one thing I, I've loved is, is your frame of reference for all of it. A, well, we've already mentioned it, knowing God's going to use it for good, but also you realizing <laughs> where you fell and where your downfall was too. you know, your ability to, 
go under the hood biblically on yourself in this situation. You know, I, I would imagine it's easy to, to be angry, be bitter, and in a situation of look at what has been done to me. But it, it, it just personally for me, it's been admirable to see you realize I needed to work on things. Mm. Um, and so to address that idea, um, how do you think your devotion to, to those activities prevented you from learning to become the kind of husband and man God wanted you to be? So, so specifically to pivot into your, your spiritual life, what was, what was that like for you? Mm. Um, I mean, to, to address like the first part of what mm-hmm. you said, um, a, a very reliable, uh, elder here at the church, um, they, one of, one of the things that they, they said to me and, and they were a little bit involved in kind of helping me through everything. Mm. Um, their phrase was, uh, pride, pride comes before the fall. Mm. And, and, and he is so spot on with that because, um, pride is another non, you know, Christ-like characteristic that mm. we as humans display, um, particularly men, in my opinion, <laughs> we can be pretty darn prideful. And, um, <laughs> uh, you, you can't, you can't grow, you know, from the inside out. If, if there's pride in there blocking blocking the way it, it just it just right. doesn't work and so for me I was I was way more prideful than I realized hmm. almost um you know where I I had that mentality of oh I have this under control um this is not an issue my pornography addiction no one knows about it um and you know as we we know and can see it it's spun out of control for me worse than I could have ever even hoped and, and even dreamed of. Um, so, you know, it, it is an issue and, yeah. and I see it, you know, I teach, I teach in a high school classroom. I deal with high school boys. I deal mm. with the star studded football players from Martinsburg high school who mm. have won the last six out of seven state championships. Right. They have ex- it all lined ex- up for them. Exactly. They have it all lined up for them. They expect to win. And, you know, you deal everybody, you know, I see the pride in that classroom every day. These kids are mm. just so arrogantly prideful and are not willing to even admit that they're wrong. And it's it's mm-hmm. so hard to you know be able to change yourself or even help someone else change when they exhibit that type of pride and behavior. Mm-hmm. You know. So yeah. to address that and then also to kind of, you know, bring the rest of that home, um how did it, you know, these activities, the pornography addiction, the gaming addiction, how did that prevent me from becoming the kind of husband that God wanted me to be? I mean, obviously, if I was the husband that I was meant to be and the man that I was meant to be, I probably would not be sitting here divorced, you know? Mm. So, uh, I, I, there was a lot of change that had to happen. And definitely for me, um, because I could isolate myself in my own little fantasy world from gaming. And then I could also get what I needed on mm. the sexuality side from pornography very easily. I didn't put any effort into my marriage. You know, I, I, mm. I really did, I barely did enough to get by if we're being completely honest. Like I, I, I barely even met that standard. Like I wasn't even at like a 50 percentile is, you know, the average effort that a guy puts in. I was probably at like 25, just barely squeaking by, hmm. um, you know, and, and why would I need to do that when, you know, I kind of had everything that I needed. I had, sure. I had my, you know, escape where I could de-stress with video games. I had my, you know, sexuality side where I could get my fix and do what I needed to do to not have to worry about that. And, you know, it even caused a, a backwards, a completely backwards dynamic. It was biblically backwards where mm. my w- wife was the one that was wearing um, 
the pants of the relationship and she was the one making all the executive decisions. She was the one that was leading, you know, she was always, you know, trying to get me to do things. And she was the one putting in 110% to compensate for my lack of effort. Um, and really what, what happened is, is she just, she got burned out hmm. and, you know, then ended up making some pretty sinful choices. And I certainly don't want to, right. You know, paint her in a bad light because <laughs> I shared more right. than, I, w- I right. would argue more than 50% of the blame, sure. but, you know, it, it really it probably falls 50-50. Well, and it would be the same paintbrush for all of us exactly. if, if we were yeah, to do you that. Know, you know, uh, the, and I'm not the only one that's been through things like this, you right, know, so right. it's not exclusive to me. Mm. Well, and that's what's huge about it, Aaron, and, and I think about the the future, not just for you, but for the, the people of our church and the young men and women as well. This This Fellowship Family Podcast, I mean, it's new. Mm. All our podcasts are new. This right. one is the newest one. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was excited at to, to hear that we would be doing this with you because it's an opportunity for the younger people to, to see, oh, what I'm exposed to, what I'm dealing with. I, I, I There is somebody ahead of me on this journey and in that path. So um, what has the Lord done for you in the last two to three years um, that, that motivates you um, to, to give advice to you know high school or early 20s guys and girls? I mean, at this point, um, what, what, what have you learned that you would love other people to, to learn that might be behind you in, in life? Yeah. And I mean, I think I think that's, you know, the whole the whole point of why we're sitting here, yeah. um, you know, is to really make it so that other people can hopefully learn from my mistakes mm-hmm. um, and and not have to go through some of the things that I did go through because I can tell you, you know, I, I do not wish what I went through on my worst enemy. I, I, I really don't, um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and I had, my, it was my aunt actually. Um, she is an aunt on my mom's side. Uh, she actually kind of had told my mom and then my mother relayed the message to me that, um, you know, divorce is, in many ways, it's worse than death. It's actually worse than death because with death, you have the closure of this person is uh-huh. gone. You know, they're now gone to heaven, what have you. Um, whereas with divorce, that that person is, you know, that you were in a covenant relationship mm-hmm. with until death do you part. You know, they're, they're still walking around down here on, mm-hmm. on earth. And, and mm-hmm. you know, you have to essentially li- live with your failure and, and even stand the chance of, you know, having a physical embodiment of that failure walking around hmm. and it's, it's really hard, you know, to, to, to do that, especially if you don't get a lot of closure in, in the ending of the relationship, which I, that was definitely something that was lacking for me. Hmm. Um, you know, so please, please, those of you watching and listening, please learn from my mistakes. Um, because I do not want you to have to go through anything like what I went through now on the flip side of that, um, be, you know, that kind of was the knock on the head that I needed, Hmm. um, you know, for God to really kind of get me out of my fog of where I was and, and really turn my heart. And like I had said earlier, um, God really, you know, turned my heart really fast Hmm. at the beginning, really fast within like a week. I mean, I had a complete heart posture change and I just was so, you know, intent on becoming a better person I even made efforts to try to save the marriage in the beginning and due to many various details that ended up not working out um Hmm. which was unfortunate but you know you know things do happen for a reason and and God does have a plan you know so even when you go through some serious life-altering difficult things like we get to 
take comfort in the fact that God is working hmm. all the time. You know, that new Michael W. Smith song, Yeah, you know, hmm. is it's Waymaker. Yeah, I, I love that song. <laughs> Listen to it on the way here. Yeah. Super solid song. So, yeah. um, you know, that's the first and foremost is, is listen to the advice that I'm attempting to give. Hmm. Um, as far as pornography, um, let's hit, hit the, we'll hit the home run first. That's, that's the big one. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's one thing that needs to be addressed. It needs to be talked about. So if you're, you know, high school age, you know, 20 something age guy, or, or even a female, um, that is struggling with a, a pornography addiction, or you're even struggling with, pornography period um you know you may feel that you're not addicted usually if you have to ask yourself am i addicted to this you probably are <laughs> whether right. you know it or not yeah. um I gotta, mm. hang on <laughs> yeah you're good excuse me sorry getting over being sick but um <laughs> you know you pornography cannot be dealt with behind the darkness of closed doors that that is that is the the be all and all the bottom line mm. if you try to deal with it behind the darkness of closed doors um I can guarantee you, you will not be successful. Hmm. Um, pornography is handled most effectively in community. Um, you know, granted that community should probably be a a select few small, very right. well trusted people. Hmm. Um, and the biggest weapon against pornography is accountability. Um, hmm. So I would encourage you to to reach out to close family members, reach out to best friends, um, reach out to the church. Um, I, there are most certainly resources here at Fellowship Bible Church that are available um, that you could get the help that you need um, mm. for sure. Uh, that I know for a fact. Um, so that is super important. Um, and you kind of have to, it's almost like, you know, cut the head off of the snake type analogy. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, the the unfortunate thing is it would be nice in an ideal world um, that we could cut the head off the snake and be done with it. But as we know, we got to be careful picking that head back up because it will keep biting you. And mm-hmm. um, it's something that is, it's a war. Um, you know, you, you, you win a battle, but then you got to keep fighting. Right. Um, and, and so that's why it is so important to be in community um, and have accountability partners because it's mm-hmm. not something that just you snap your fingers and it's mm-hmm. fixed. Um, it's, it's a struggle. It's, you know, it's living in sin and, and and that is a battle that we all fight, you know, living in the flesh. Um, eventually we're not going to have to fight that battle anymore. Right. Praise God. Hmm. But, um, Hmm. that is, that is my absolute best advice for the pornography. Um, on the side of the video games, that's a tough one because, you know, it really doesn't matter whether you're a Christian or not, I would, I would argue that a majority in our society probably views pornography in at least a somewhat negative light. Video <laughs> right. games, on the other whole hand, whole different animal, whole different animal. Yeah. Um, they are now, you know, broadcasting professionally played video games on ESPN. Um, so <laughs> it is something that is increasingly being implemented into our society. Um, and that's where that pitfall can happen. Um, and I actually use that as a justification, you know, to kind of justify my use and participation. Right. You know, right. Is everybody does it. It's fine. Hmm. Um, you know, it's normal, you know, it's fun. It's not hurting anybody. Um, Hmm. and you know, to that point, there are, there are many, many people that can 
participate in video games and just you know play a little bit before they go to bed or you know just play in the afternoon when they're at home in between college classes what have you hmm. um i am not one of those people you know it is it for me it was something that when i was spending time with the people that i loved uh in my mind i'm thinking gosh when is this going to be over i want to go hmm. play video games and, and and for me that unhealthy level of um not being able to regulate it was 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 a huge issue so so you really have to with the video games you have to be able to self self evaluate you know take take off the pride you know filter take off the oh this isn't an issue filter you really have to kind of evaluate where are you at where is your heart at you know how invested is it in video games are these video games affecting my relationships hmm. and for me they very much were you know yeah. Well, it speaks to that idea of too much of anything can be a bad thing, right? Oh, yeah. You have, you have the, the, a secret sin, an inherently secret sin of, of pornography behind closed doors, you know, lights off. And then you have a video games, doors open, lights on, this is what we do. And there also happens to be a community of gamers. So it's a it's a different animal, but it's a, it's the same process that that sin can creep in. I mean, I just had um, somebody in the youth reach out to me and say, hey, um, you know, I'm, I'm in a community of gamers and they don't know the Lord. I want to show them the Lord. How do I do that? And so it was cool to talk with this guy about how you can bring God into those moments, but also be careful not to dive too deep into them. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's a difference between catering to the world for for their sake and then finding yourself just completely drowning, Absolutely. you know, in, in a culture of that. Yeah, um, yeah. And, you know, all, thing, all things in moderation. Um, right. You know, like you, like you said, too much of anything, it most definitely can be a bad thing you know mm. we're, we're made you know back to our biology major we're made of 70 percent water but right. if you, too you know, much water you, yeah dead. too much water yeah. and you die you heard that one news report years ago right. that was right something else let me yeah. tell you yeah hmm. well that's awesome man um so let's wrap this all up you're you're we just talked about at the beginning of the podcast pushing you know two years out of this huge change in your life um looking at yourself spiritually before all of this happened and comparing that to where you are spiritually now, what would be a, a take-home message, not just of, of that's what I got out of it as far as my relationship with Christ, but also an, an encouragement for, for other listeners as well? Mm. Um, I mean, as far as like where I am mm-hmm. in my walk, faith walk and yeah. um, where I'm at spiritually, I, you know, after everything happened and I really kind of started to pick up the broken pieces and, and mm. put them back together— um, one one of the the goals that I set for myself, and you know what I continually prayed over and over again for, really still it's almost two years now. I still pray this just about every night that um, you know number one that God God use my hardships to be able to help other people. Mm-hmm. Um, I really had that transformation. I've always been a naturally selfish person, um, and so being selfless has become a much, much bigger priority for me. And it's been tough because mm. it's a, it kind of goes against my nature. I'm naturally a selfish person. I think even like, like I'm an excessively selfish person. Mm. Um, like I know that's a character trait of the flesh, but like in my opinion, I am I am a naturally <laughs> very selfish person. So I, it's it's a battle for me, you know? And um, I, I prayed that, that it would help. And then I also prayed that, you know, I can continue to, you know, just pursue Christ likeness, you know, and, and you know, maintain in the forefront of my mind as I've heard you say it, and I love how you say this. You know, we we are 
you know, we, we get attained sanctification, you know, by the justification in what Jesus did on the mm. cross for us. And, mm. and I, I think that, you know, when you unpack that, you know, in Keystone actually is where you unpack that for me, um, mm. way early on. And it was, it was a, a kind of a, a perspective changer for me where, you know, I am now, you know, focused on living my life for other people so much more mm. than I am myself. Right. Um, that idea of, of selfish works to attain salvation instead of just realizing I'm a changed person. Mm-hmm. I can I can do this in right. the freedom of Christ. Absolutely, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that 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 perspective change for me, you know, just has really transformed my life. And um, mm-hmm. I've found joy in places that I never really thought possible mm-hmm. almost. Mm-hmm. Um, That's good. You know, I, I never thought that unloading the dishwasher for my mom without being asked would be a source of joy for me, but <laughs> it is. And, uh, you know, like I said, it's a battle, but it's, it's definitely, you know, having that new perspective, you know, was probably my biggest gain from that. Um, you know, the work that God did in my life and, mm. you know, being able to continue to even now to continue growing, you know, I've spent a lot of time in the word, um, you know, between devotionals, I listen to a lot of various podcasts, mm-hmm. um, FBC podcast and some other different churches because um, mm. I drive up to Martinsburg and back every day. So, you know, that's my, what I do on my commute time. And it's been, it's been really good. My biblical knowledge has, has, you know, improved a lot, mm. you know, probably I, I've gained more biblical knowledge in the last two years than I had from ages one to 26. So mm. yeah. <laughs> pretty crazy, pretty crazy. But, um, you know, it's, mm. it's, it's, it's a journey, you know, it's a journey. And, and my, my word of encouragement to, to those of you watching or listening, it would be, you know, embark on that journey. Don't be afraid, you know, to, to pursue that. And you, you will, when you get that perspective change, you will start to find joy in places that you Hmm. really never expect. Um, and you know, almost like if you're someone who's struggling, there, there is light at the end of the tunnel. And, you know, sometimes, God might see fit to put a light right. in the tunnel for you to help you see a little bit along the way. Mm. And, uh, you know, that definitely happened with me. That's awesome, man. Well, thank you so much, dude, for being honest and vulnerable with that stuff. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it, it's huge. Yeah, it is. It's, it's, and for, I know there's so many people out there that, that they, <laughs> eyeballs kind of roll back in their head, like how in the world is he talking about this stuff? But like, mm. this is the perspective change that I'm talking about. This is, this is, I, I have just been, God, God broke me down he used what I went through to break me down into these teeny, teeny little pieces. And I just was the most mm. miserable human being mm. ever. An, estab- uh, an established Christian yeah, going through yeah, it. Yeah, it's, and yeah. And that's what I'm saying is like, I was born and raised in a Christian home. Like this isn't supposed to happen in mm, quotes right, to, to right, Christians. Right, right. You know, it's not supposed to happen to us, but it did to hmm. me. And so it has just given me that level of perspective that I can be open and vulnerable. And I know that, you know, if people are going to judge me, that's, that's on them, not mm. on me. And I know that I'm rooted with my identity in Christ, you know, so I can be vulnerable because mm. God's got me. That's yeah. fine. You know? Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for being here, dude. Absolutely. That's super cool. Yeah. Um, just a, a reminder to our listeners, you guys can find all our podcasts up on the Fellowship Bible Church YouTube channel. Again, fbcva.life slash identity. Uh, the, the focus that we're doing, it'll, it'll be wrapping up in a, in a month or two. I think we're about halfway through. Um, but again, so many different resources, so many different opportunities um, for, for people of any age um, to 
to find that community that you talked about, find that accountability and, and help other people shed Christ's light, you know, on, on, on what he's been doing. So thank you very much for listening. Uh, until next time, much love and God bless.